0: I don't know, folks. Anyway, we talk about the news and events of the day, and uh, to kick our start our days off. So I guess let's get into it. Rumble, I'll check on that in a second. Hopefully, it comes up. It looks like, um, it looks like it is streaming. So that's good. Good news. So give me a Rumble there, maybe. It says it is, but uh, I can't see it. Okay, yeah, no, I am live on Rumble. Sorry, folks, we're having technical difficulties this morning. Thank you, Dean the Bean, for the diamond uh, donation. I appreciate you very, very much. Thank you for your support. But, um, yeah, let me know if you could see me over there on PILD. I don't think it, it's not working for me, so I don't know what's going on there. Anyway, let's jump right into things. We can't just, you know, the show must go on. Well, we're always live by the way on redpills.tv slash live our website and you can catch all of these and the replays there um, and uh, kick.com is a new place where you can find us red pill project one word and so you know you might have to get creative with having to find us here especially if censorship kicks up again or there's Uh, hacks or whatever. Who knows? But it looks like we're good on Rumble now. Anyway, let's talk about finance. I like to talk about finance to start off. It's a good topic to talk about. It's quite depressing, though. So let's get it out of the way, and then we'll move on. I have this quote here from an author, Norm Franz, to start with. And I don't know if this is just an author, Norm Franz, or if this is actually the murderer, Norm Franz. I was trying to do a little bit of research, but he has this quote, regardless. And it says gold is the money of kings silver is the money of gentlemen barter is the money of peasants debt is the money of slaves norm franz he wrote a book called money and wealth in the new millennium i think it came out in the early 2000s to and uh he people say it's a great read and that he was ahead of his time and i he, uh, that that quote interested me it's very interesting i guess i'm uh little bit of all the things. I'm a little bit of, of some sort of a peasant slave king gentleman having all of these things in uh, various amounts. Uh, but uh, I thought that was an interesting quote on his take of different forms of currency. Anyway, let's talk about this. We are on track to borrow another $3 trillion this fiscal year. Wall Street Silver writes that interest on the debt is already larger than all but two line items in the Treasury's monthly report, and we're only about a year away from interest eclipsing them both and becoming the single biggest expense of the federal government. Interest of our debt. Paying off the interest will be the biggest expense in our government soon. Over everything. Ask the Weimar Republic how that ended. They write... Oh, gosh, this is very alarming. They are absolutely just milking the dollar for everything they can get. I don't know how long it could last, but maybe they could pull it through. I don't know. It's a very interesting situation and kind of a maybe not completely unique one. But uh, I don't know. I you know I don't know what's going to happen, but I suspect things get very bad. Uh, we saw Argentina gas prices jump 10% in one day huh, amid fuel shortage uh 10 percent in one day that's pretty significant and that is argentina it could be happening in more places as uh, countries begin trading differently and war continues here we have thailand thailand's central bank proposes dropping dollars in trade rt.com reported this they said the regulator has called for the use of local currencies to mitigate the U.S. currency volatility. The Bank of Thailand supports the use of local currencies instead of the U.S. dollar in trade with international partners, according to the regulator's deputy governor for monetary stability, Alisara Mahasantana. The official said that the use of local currencies should minimize the risk posed by fluctuations in the U.S. dollar, which has recently reached 8 to 9 percent. People getting away from the dollar, de-dollarization. Good morning, Lori. Hope you all have your coffee. It's time to go. Time to get up. Uh, We also had SpaceX just now, just five ten minutes ago. uh, Elon Musk announced that Starlink has achieved break-even cash flow, and he praises his team this means they're certainly soon going to be into positive cash flow and making dough like crazy like Elon does. So that's an interesting development there with uh, Starlink. Anyway, that's all. Uh, Well, let's take a quick look at the market, so then we'll move on. And let's see where we're standing this morning. Everything's up bigly. The S&P 500 is up 1.5%. The Dow is up 1.2%. Nasdaq up 1.46%, gold still below 2000 at $1987.80, crude oil $81.41, silver $22.84, and Bitcoin $34,711.30. The Fed left the door open to more rate hikes. The market thinks the rate hikes are over. We'll see yeah stocks jump as investors bet the fed is done careful folks making assumptions here all right we'll see i mean yikes that uh i guess that's where we're at there let's move on let's talk a little bit about this mike johnson came out and uh spoke this morning here's one of the things he had to say i wasn't in completely uh satisfied. I don't love the guy. I hope he does good things. But here he is. Here's a quote from this morning.
1: Regarding Israel, um, while House Republicans are leading on a probe, we're also leading the charge to support our cherished friend. And last week, in one of my first acts as speaker, we passed a resolution reaffirming our commitment to Israel and its moment of peril. And now, as Israel begins the next phase of its war, it's been kind of disturbing to us. I've heard Democrats uh, suggest that there needs to be a ceasefire. Let us be clear, we've been very clear about this, there was a ceasefire, it was before October 7th, and Hamas broke it, and Israelis suffered unspeakable acts of evil, as you've heard even recounted here this morning. Israel doesn't need a ceasefire, it needs its allies to cease politics and deliver support now, and that's what we're doing. House Republicans plan to do that, we're going to do it in short order, and it provides Israel the aid it needs to defend itself, free its hostages, and eradicate Hamas, which is a mission that must be accomplished. All of this, all of this, while we also work to ensure responsible spending and reduce the size of the federal government to pay for that commitment to our friend and ally. We cannot waste any time getting Israel the aid it
0: needs, we're going to work on that. All right, so the war will continue. Anyway, uh, there's Mike Johnson, everybody. You know, the first thing he wants to do is send money to uh, other countries instead of America First. I don't love that, but, you know, people are mixed in their uh, positions on this. I know. Trump came out and uh, announced that he wants to build a free online university and make Harvard pay for it. Politico reported Trump is pledging to create a federally funded online university that awards free degrees of course contingent upon he is elected here he this is part of his make america great again plan and i love it wonderful idea and i'd love to see it let's do it let's do it there's this interesting article um kind of out of order let's go back to mike johnson here the daily beast published this i don't know But they said, they asked, does the new Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson, have a bank account? Speaker Mike Johnson has never listed a bank account on his financial disclosure. In fact, on his newest disclosure, he doesn't list a single asset at all. So bringing questions um, surrounding his finances, I don't know if this is just some fake news propaganda or if this is real and there's evidence to support it. But they did link his filing here so it appears legit this is the clerkhouse.gov no banks unless i'm missing something this is quite concerning i mean what is going on and this just uh maybe could be the um uh what leads to us later finding out oh he was getting money from this act you know you name it xyz this interest that interest the other interest like which would explain uh why instead of saying, Hey, first order of business before we deal with any wars or any foreign countries, we need to work on our, uh, the U S border, or we need to work on the U S fentanyl crisis where more people are dying every year than any war currently. I don't know if that's a true statistic. I'm just saying things that could something along the lines of, I'd rather hear than we need to send money overseas immediately. And that's the first thing that I'm going to do. Um, especially when you don't have a bank, um, What's going on there? Anyway, just something to think about. Maybe do a little research. Uh, The Daily Beast wrote an article on it, and they have sauce attached. So, very interesting. Anyway, onward. Judicial watch sues the secret service for audio and visual recordings related to the death of Obama's chef. We saw, uh, some public information come out about the police phone call with the secret service. So that was released the nine one one phone call, which was a few minutes long and just absolutely strange with the incident where apparently Obama was at the residence. And uh, there's a lot of conspiracies surrounding Obama's chef that perhaps he walked in on, on, uh, Big Mike while she was shaving her nut sack or something. I don't know. There's a lot of conspiracies out there. I don't know if any of them hold water, but who knows what happened there. Uh, Thank you, Lisa, for the two ice cream. Appreciate you. Did you ever get the live audio only going? We don't have live audio currently streaming. It is all video um, at the moment. Poison. We'll let you know any updates here. By the way, the Dark to Light show has officially ended. That was aired on WISL 1040 AM every afternoon in New York and republished on our Podbean. The Dark to Light show has ceased. It'll be about a month before the show is reinstated with Josh Reed. And uh, so it'll be coming back here in a few weeks. Stand by and we'll get that back out to you guys. Uh, But with the radio station, they are no longer... Uh, collaborating with us on that wonderful program so we apologize and stand by as we we reshuffle things and get all this wonderful content out to you guys a lot of good things coming here so just so you know no dark to light today yesterday was the last show there was a good run over 300 well over 300 i think like 354 episodes total or something and actually a little bit more than that but anyway uh all of that archive is on Podbean or uh, wherever you get your podcasts, Spotify, etc. So you could find that there. But uh, onward here. Let's see. Kamala Harris came out yesterday. We have a little video from her. Let's listen to what she had to say. It's always nice to hear her speak, isn't it?
2: Our nation was founded on the fundamental principle that all people should have the freedom to live, to worship, and to be without fear of violence or persecution. Every person has the right to live safe from violence, hate and bigotry. And for those reasons and so many more, President Joe Biden and I have a duty not only to keep the people of our nation safe, but to condemn unequivocally and forcefully all forms of hate. Since we took office, President Biden and I have fought to uphold that duty. Over the past decade, America has seen a rise in attacks on houses of worship. So in response, we expanded funding to protect houses of worship from violence. After a surge in hate during the pandemic, in particular anti-Asian hate, President Biden signed the COVID-19 Hate Crimes Act to improve the reporting of hate crimes and to ensure hate crimes are investigated quickly and thoroughly. Earlier this year, in response to an historic rise in anti-Semitic attacks, we also released the first national strategy to counter anti-Semitism. And to make clear, taking on hate is a national priority. President Biden and I held the first White House summit to address hate-fueled violence, and we brought together religious leaders, community leaders, and survivors to continue our work to keep all Americans safe. And today we take another important step forward in our fight against hate. For years, Muslims in America and those perceived to be Muslim have endured a disproportionate number of hate-fueled attacks. As a result of the Hamas terrorist attack in Israel and the humanitarian crisis in Gaza, we have seen an uptick in anti-Palestinian, anti-Arab, anti-Semitic, and Islamophobic incidents across America, including the brutal attack of a Palestinian-American woman who was Muslim and the killing of her six-year-old son, a senseless act of violence that the Department of Justice is investigating as a hate crime. For so many people in our nation, the past few days and weeks have brought about all too familiar fears, fears that they will be targeted, profiled, or attacked simply because of who they are, how they worship, or how they look. And so today, I am proud to announce the Biden-Harris administration will develop our nation's first national strategy to counter Islamophobia. This strategy will be a comprehensive and detailed plan To protect muslims and those perceived to be muslim from hate bigotry and violence and to address the concern that some government policies may discriminate against muslims for example the so-called muslim ban which president biden revoked on our first day in office so here's the bottom line in america no one should be made to fight hate alone and in this moment then let us all clearly say, a harm against any one of us is a harm against all of us.
0: And I would just like to rescind that message right back to the government and let you know, Kamala, that, uh, you know, we do rescind violence. We stand with each other in peace and an attack on one of us is an attack on all of us. Um, whether that, you know, comes in many forms, just, you know, let's have a wonderful, peaceful time. And, and uh Yeah. Yeah. Sounds wonderful. You know, this is really, uh, comes off as, you know, you can't say anything negative about this. What's wrong with peace? What's wrong with love? What's wrong with, uh, everybody living happily the way that they, they, they have the right to their own religion, their own beliefs. This, this this is the American idea after all. No, it's a wonderful message. However, I think that it could be taken advantage of, for example, the borders are wide open now. When somebody comes across that I could possibly look at and say, hey, this might be, you know, um, a man in his 30s who, who, who's getting federal aid now from the U.S. and could potentially be a terrorist. Let's maybe look into their background. No, that's profiling and racist. He's Muslim. Are you racist against Muslims? Oh, all Muslims are terrorists now, huh, Vince? No. But I think this is an opportunity just to leave these the border wide open and say nobody criticize anybody because because, you know, that's that's bigoted. That's that's not the way that we do things. That's hateful. That's hate speech. No, it's not hate speech. Uh, When it actually if you cared about safety, uh, we'd see a lot of different things. Right. A lot of different things. That's not what it's about. We want to keep you guys safe. We want we care about you so much and everybody, a hundred percent of people need to be safe. And if one person isn't safe, nobody's safe. So <laughs> excuse me. Uh no. I don't like the message. I, I don't trust them. I think that it's um uh, uh I think it's something negative uh disguised as something positive. Psychological warfare one oh one, uh Kamala, you are a disgrace. Uh, the first national strategy to counter Islamophobia. look, I love everybody around the world. I don't care if you're Palestinian. I'm sure there's wonderful Palestinians out there. I, I actually don't know any. Um, but you know everybody wants the same thing at the end of the day. What is that? They want their families to be fed. They want their them to be healthy. They want themselves and their families to be healthy and their friends and their communities to be safe. They want to sit down at the end of the day and have a hot meal. And laugh and joke. It's very simple. Uh, they want a purpose for the next day, a project to work on, something to strive for. Um, there are a small number of crazy people out there, right? Radicals, these kinds of things. And that's not mentioned in this, though. No, everything. Everybody's perfect. Everybody's perfect. Not true. Anyway. I need more coffee. I need more coffee. Let's move on. Uh, apparently, uh, apparently, Kamala, our AI czar, and vice president to creepy, creepy Joe Biden, crooked Joe Biden. Uh, apparently, they're AI experts now. We talked about this on October 30th. Uh, president Biden issued executive order on safe, secure, and trustworthy artificial intelligence. We covered this on Monday. Was that the 30th? I think it was. Yeah, we covered this on Monday morning, and we went through this whole thing, uh, almost the entire thing. Uh, we covered all the main points in the last half of Monday's show. And um, they introduced new AI safety and security standards. I actually have a video of somebody who summarizes this quite well. Uh, Attack 9 on X.com, and I appreciated this video. So this is just a quick recap of what that... Um, safe, secure, and trustworthy AI thing is. And here is Matt Kim.
3: The U.S. government wants to control AI. The Biden White House has just announced an executive order that wants to monitor, track, and control the future of AI for your safety and benefit. Quote, to ensure that AI advances equity and civil rights to combat algorithmic discrimination. Biden said, quote, one thing is clear, to realize the promise of AI and avoid the risk We need to govern this technology. There's no other way around it. They want to train AI on CRT and DEI. They want the algorithms and data and learning from AI models shared with the State Department and Department of Defense and FBI and CBP and HHS. In order to protect your privacy, we're going to need to know all your personal information. To make sure it's protected, the Biden administration plans to use the Defense Production Act, originally written for wartime, and most recently used, in December 2021, to help pharmaceutical companies produce and distribute more vaccines, they want to use a DPA to force certain private U.S. companies to report sensitive details about their AI projects to the federal government. Quote, make companies prove their most powerful systems are safe before being allowed to be used. Joe Biden nor Kamala Harris have the slightest clue about AI. None. AI will change the way we live our lives, change the direction of future society. And we're to believe that Joe and Kamala are up to the task to keep this under control. Joe Biden can't even spell AI. What could possibly go wrong?
0: A great summary there. Um, Thank you to matt kim on that one that's wonderful and i'm glad somebody's talking about this i haven't heard hardly anybody talk about this have you guys if anybody who watches a lot of shows let me know if anybody else has really covered this because i don't believe so we were going to talk about it last night with josh but we just we get uh we you know we take the route less traveled and we didn't get to it but it happens but i wanted to just recap on that in case anybody hadn't heard of this this is what's going on they're trying to make sure that ai is safe for you guys and make sure it's equitable and all this bullshit it's not good i tell you um they had the ai summit i think it's probably concluded by now uh elon musk Governments, different people interested in AI, we're all there discussing the future of AI. It's gonna be so equitable. Oh my gosh! No Islamophobia. The AI is gonna just love Islam, and I have nothing against Islam. There's great people out there who believe in that religion, but I just I'm, I'm making fun of the corruption here. <clears throat> ah, you know. Uh, Onward. Former Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi has been served a subpoena for an unknown thing. However, there is a little bit of speculation out there. Colin Rugg came out and posted on Twitter uh, about this, saying that according to a source that spoke with Fox News, the subpoena is related to Paul Pelosi's hammer attack. Pelosi released the following statement. Quote, this is to notify you formally pursuant to rule eight of the rules of the House of Representatives that I, the Honorable Nancy Pelosi, have been served with third party subpoenas from the prosecution and the defendant to produce documents in a criminal case and the United States District Court in the Northern District of California. After cons- consultation with the o- with the Office of General Counsel, I have determined that the that compliance with the subpoena is consistent with the privileges and <laughs> of the House. To the extent it requires production of non-privileged information, the response to the subpoenas will be identical. So, interesting. I wonder what that's going to, if that'll bear any fruit or what. But interesting, interesting. Anyway, onward. We had an election overturned in Bridgeport after a city official pled fifth, uh, pleads the fifth to ballot harvesting. And there is video of footage uh, that showed Wanda Gator, Wanda Gator Pataki, vice chair of the Bridgeport democratic town committee and operations specialist for the city. And Anita Martinez, a former uh, former city council member stuffing ballot boxes, Benny Johnson posted videos and others on X over the recent days. And uh, well, it, that's what you get you ballot harvest. And uh, now we're going to have another election. Good. Wonderful. And now let's do that with the presidential election that was stolen. How about that? There's so much evidence of fraud, video, everything. Uh, Right. What else do we got here? We got this interesting thing happening with PragerU. PragerU launches a D-Trans or a a documentary called D-Trans to explain the terrible cost of the transgender movement. And we can just watch the trailer.
2: I wanted to alleviate my pain, I also didn't want to be who I was. I always just felt like there was just something wrong with me and I was trying to figure it out and I used the internet to help me do that. Seemingly out of nowhere, we've suddenly seen a huge spike in media depictions and social media depictions of transgenderism. It's even reached the mainstream advertising world. The people who are consuming this are children, 13, 14, 15 years old. And it's so easy for them to
3: literally be groomed. I just woke up one day looked at myself in the mirror and asked myself, what the heck am I doing? When trans-identified kids are referred to specialized gender clinics, they're often told that they're going to get comprehensive, multidisciplinary mental health assessments. We know that that's not true. I was easy to manipulate. The ideology that has become dominant at these clinics is that trans kids know who they are, and therefore to question them is completely taboo. My childhood was ruined. Who's there for their detransitioning? Nobody. Nobody would help me because
2: they had more concerns of me reversing everything did this thing to alleviate this gender dysphoria that wasn't there before but you made it into a problem and now your body image issues are worse that's not supposed to happen what do we do now
0: D-trans the dangers of gender affirming care Um, that's what's going to be a rough one to watch I actually kind of don't even want to watch it, to be honest with you. It's very sad. Very, very sad. PragerU said it chose X and Twitter to launch its $1 million campaign because it is one of the least censored social media platforms, adding that detransitioners have been able to share their stories after Elon Musk purchased the platform and removed restrictions that were put in place by previous leadership. Wow. Wow. <sighs> There's no telling how many kids could be saved if Twitter and other social media platforms had not blocked these stories after the last few years, U CEO Marissa Street said. We hope to inform young Americans of the dangers of gender-affirming care through this eye-opening documentary and the testimonials of those who truly regret it. Wow. Whew. All right, onward. The left can only survive by engaging in cult basics 101. Uh, Tim Pool tweeted this yesterday in response to a video of, of uh, just that, just like censorship. It's just let's watch.
2: people are being attacked. It's not really. They
1: try to show as a. We yes. Yeah,
3: we are. Can we we ask that nobody do interviews except for our press liaison.
1: No, I can interview whoever I like. But why? Why do you say why? Why, why, why no, we, that? We, we
0: to interview our president No,
1: I think I have freedom of speech. We can talk to you, any side. You have- if he's okay with it, then I think you don't think you have any right, right? Well, I
0: don't know about rights. I just am asking you not to. We've already asked the pro-Israel side. I don't know about rights. I'm just asking you not to report it. Not to actually do any uh, journalism at this protest. Unbelievable. Cult. Very cult-like. Tim Pool's absolutely correct. Dom Luker over on Twitter is doing some funny stuff with uh, spreading the truth. Now, he, what he's doing is he'll post something incorrect and get community noted on purpose. Uh, like he said this, the truth is, Bill Clinton has never been to Jeffrey's, Jeffrey Epstein's island. Plus, they never only had one photo together. And then, uh, so he posts a fake statement and somebody will come in and <laughs> add context, community note it on Twitter, which is a feature where people could fact check things so the readers added context they said bill clinton was a guest at epstein's private caribbean island according to courtroom testimony from one of epstein's victims bill clinton's former top advisor doug band admitted bill clinton did visit jeffrey epstein's island and there of course is the uh famous list the flight log or whatever anyway it's kind of funny uh dom Luker's done this a few times this is not the first time um, where he'll say, like, I think he posted a picture of uh, an AI-generated image of uh, Michelle Obama. I think this may have started it. I'm not sure. This is the first one I saw, though, where he's like, I found it, a picture of Michelle Obama pregnant, and then it got community noted, and it's like, no, actually, there are no pictures of Michelle Obama pregnant on the Internet or anywhere, for that matter. Hmm. Anyway, pick Mike, where are they, man? Where are those pictures at? Oh, the social destabilization effort is real. Who wants a microchip?
3: I put a microchip in my arm and it's the best thing ever This chip is a powerhouse It's got everything I need My credit card, my ID, my medical info and even my keys And when it's time for groceries, you just tap your wrist and BAM! Transaction done, it's like magic In a medical emergency, it can save my life Experts can easily identify me and my medical history I feel like a sci-fi character and I'm loving it This amazing chip is totally free That's right, no more digging into your pockets And the best part, the surgery is quick He'll give you a cookie afterwards. I put it. A-
0: ah, you know, I wasn't going to do it, but if we get a cookie afterwards, after the surgery, I mean, I'm all in. This is propaganda to encourage people to get these damn microchips, man. And this is on TikTok. Uh, one of the greatest uh, propagators of propaganda out there. Wow. Holy moly. We don't need pockets anymore. Everything you need is right under your skin in this nice little microchip. And don't worry, the federal government is completely taking control of AI and everything electronic and futuristic and technology-wise to make sure it is safe and effective for you and me and everybody else. Equitable. Creepy, man. The future is going to be interesting. (laughs) You can't make this stuff up, man. What the heck? I'm just waiting for the Babylon B to publish some parody on this this tech, this weirdness. Yeah. Anyway, onward. <laughs> yeah, Lucas, you don't want a cookie? Come on, man. Remember this ammonium okay, no, hold on. What am I talking about here? Where am I? Um Yeah, the ammonium nitrate explosion that happened in beirut in 2020 it was a massive explosion we covered it uh, extensively here on the red pill project um wow i have the wrong link here let me let me pull up the right one i love it when that happens so yeah here it is this is the ammonium nitrate explosion that happened in beirut in 2020 30 okay so let's just watch this explosion it is absolutely huge Yes. 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 So that did happen in 2020 in Beirut. I remember, Uh, and I was reminded here by this post that, uh, remember, 30 tons of ammonium nitrate went missing last April in the United States. I mentioned this a few weeks ago, and someone said, well, no, they said that they came out and... um, It's an orchestrated conspiracy. Uh, I'm looking here at PolitiFact right now, and I I did a little research because this came up again, and I'm like, okay, so what happened with the ammonium nitrate, right? What happened with the ammonium nitrate that went missing from a train? Um, Well, PolitiFact says that uh, 30 tons of lost ammonium nitrate on a California-bound train suggests an orchestrated conspiracy. Investigators say 30 tons of lost ammonium nitrate, likely caused by a leak, not by a grand conspiracy. Um, but they go on to say here that, uh, but the companies investigating the ammonium nitrate disappearance from the rail car suspect a much more mundane explanation. Uh, is it still under investigation investigating? Yeah, they're still investigating. I don't know. I don't believe it, man. It was probably a leak. Was it probably a leak? Did you find all the ammonium nitrate along the tracks? Or was it just, is that just you're saying it was a leak and then the wind blew it away and there's no evidence, you know? So if anybody has any information on this and knows the truth or what may be close to the truth, let me know, because we have a motto here and it's, uh, don't believe anything anybody tells you, regardless of their authority or they have or say they have or who they are or whatever, unless you could prove it under your own with your own volition and, and with your own research and this kind of thing, which is what I'm doing here. I, I, I'm i skeptical and concerned. And I don't trust these fact checks, especially political fact. I don't trust it. I don't trust it. If anybody knows any more information, I'd appreciate this. Hey, hey, Nate, how you doing? I can't drink this early. Oh my gosh. It's a solid, not a liquid. That's what I thought, brown tail. And you'd be able to detect it. Come on, get real. Right. Jesus. Um, let's see. Politico reported that uh, Iran backs a network of sophisticated cyber operators, akin to those that work with Russia and China, who have the capacity to tunnel into government systems and or disable companies, entire computer networks. Tehran has launched attacks in the U S in the past, But the risk is far higher and more serious in light of the conflict in Gaza. Just a little foreshadowing before the giant cyber attacks occur here coming up soon. And I am just speculating that there will be cyber attacks, considering everything else on the table right now, okay? I don't know anything or anything like that. I'm just speculating. Um, We had a power outage last night, and that sucks. You know, every time you have a power outage, you're like... Uh oh, I am not prepared enough. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Every time the power goes out, I'm like, I need to prepare more. And it comes on like 45 minutes later and I'm like, all right, I have a little bit more time, <laughs> a little bit more time to just, you know, buy another candle or whatever, right? I don't know. Buy some more water. Oh, if the power goes out for a long term, it's really challenging and terrible. So, make sure you guys are prepping for stuff. All right, onward. Let's talk a little bit about World War III. U.S. Secretary of State Blinken and Defense Secretary Austin will travel to India this month for ministerial dialogue, according to the State Department. So we'll hear more information there. Just a little bit of, you know, people having meetings with other people. Uh, Russia formally withdraws from the nuclear test ban treaty. And that is now official. This is... uh, uh, if this isn't a prelude to nuclear war, I don't know what is. Uh, onward, Israeli, Israeli ground forces are surrounding the and entering Gaza City. According to reports, um, the Insider paper reported these reports. <laughs> I don't know what the reports are or where they're coming from, but that's what they're saying. It's probably actually happening. But anyway, uh, they also are cutting off, like, the center of the Gaza Strip. They're kind of invading right in the center to cut the north from the south, and they're also coming in from the north, apparently. I'm not an expert on war, but that's my understanding on what's going on. But who knows? Fog of war is real. Um, Gordon apparently has intercepted drones coming from Syrian territory, according to an army statement. First Squawk on Twitter reported that. And we've got Russia. RT.com reported that Russia energy giant reveals a strategy to replace EU markets. Gazprom will strengthen its cooperation with Central Asian countries, according to CEO Alexei Miller. So, Russia energy major Gazprom is planning to expand natural gas supplies to Kazakhstan, Uzbekistan, Kyrgyzstan, through the Central Asian Center pipeline system, CEO Alexei Miller has revealed. Putin has gas. Phrase. There's a video for this. Putin has gas. Let's see if I can find it. Uh oh. Hold on a second. Josh tweeted Josh, what is this? Is something happening? Uh no, I think we're good. Okay. Uh let's see if I can find this video. It's really funny. It's not Friday yet, but tomorrow we will have our uh Friday Funnies edition of uh, Morning Coffee. Hmm. Wow, I can't find the video. I'm going to have to find it maybe for tomorrow's show. Yeah, I can't find it. I guess uh, it's a little harder a harder one to find, perhaps. Yeah, that's an older video from a few years ago, so it's going to be hard to find. Anyway, I'll let you guys know. I'll tell you all about it. Uh, the U.S. is using Africans as a free clinical resource, according to Moscow. Moscow, come on, that sounds like a conspiracy theory. RT.com reported the Pentagon is conducting illegal biological research under the pretense of public health, the Russian defense ministry has claimed. The US is exploiting Africa as a testing ground for and is relocating unfinished biological weapons projects from Ukraine to the continent under the guise of public health programs, the defense ministry, the Russian defense ministry has claimed. That's quite the accusation. Well, hmm. oh. Oh, that source is all in Russian. I can't. Okay. Anyway, Lieutenant General Igov Kirillov, head of the nuclear chemical and biological protection troops of the Russian armed forces alleged on Tuesday that illegal experiments are continuing in Nigeria. In addition to a host of African countries listed in the a previous report, the project is being led by America's defense threat reduction agency, the national security agency and the state department. He added, Earlier last month, the Russian Defense Ministry claimed the U.S. was transferring dual-purpose biological research activities to the Democratic Republic of the Congo, Sierra Leone, Cameroon, Uganda, and South Africa. The move came after Moscow repeatedly repeatedly exposed the Pentagon's illegal military biological operations in Europe, including Ukraine, Kirilov said. It's true. They released a lot of information, allegedly, from these biological facilities and laid it all out there. They put all the information out there. They really did. But they have plan B. Plan B. Plan B, go to Africa. So if a pandemic starts in Africa, we uh, know where to look. German MEP Christine Anderson. COVID was a beta test by unelected globalists to see how easy it would be to seize control under the pretext of a global emergency. And she says they've learned a lot and now it's not the time to to roll over and let things let things let them just do anything. An absolutely interesting statement there by her. Let's talk a little bit more about health here. This is important stuff and we need to be diligent. We need to be healthy. We need to eat healthy foods, get rid of all the processed crap, cut out like Get rid of that sugar poison and all this stuff I would recommend. That's what I do. Get rid of that nasty soda. Get rid of that sugar, uh, especially Halloween. Come on. I Halloween bugs me because they everyone just gets sugarfied. You know, it's just stupid to me. But uh, we have an Adderall shortage in America. Adderall shortage, everybody. Oh, no. What are the people with attention deficit disorder going to do? Adderall shortage in America are driving ADHD patients to use meth. The ongoing shortage of the attention deficit hyperactivity disorder medication Adderall in the US is forcing patients to resort to methamphetamine, according to social workers and healthcare professionals. Yeah, it's the shortage that is making them rely on it, not the fact that that this medicine is essentially a uh, meth already and that they are addicted to amphetamines. Horrible. FDA blames the labor shortage and increased demand. It's horrible. These drugs are absolutely horrible. I would say it's a good thing that there's an Adderall shortage, except the fact that people are now going to meth. Um, there's a, not an easy solution to this, where people could just, you know, cold turkey all their medications. Unfortunately, it could be dangerous in many cases. So, uh, there's a uh, I think a very I think this needs to be uh, approached from a very strategic point. US infant mortality rate increases for the first time in two decades, posted by yournews.com. The US Center for Disease Control and Prevention reported on Wednesday that the infant mortality, mortality rate in the United States increased by 3% in 2022, marking the first such rise in 20 years why well they go on Marie Toma an infant mortality researcher at the University of Maryland commented on the findings stating quote it's definitely concerning uh, given that it's going in the opposite direction from what it has been yeah good point marie she goes, uh, the article goes on. It says the data indicated that white Americans, native Americans, all male infants and babies born at 37 weeks or earlier experienced the most significant upticks in infant mortality rates. White people, native Americans, males, and premature babies. 37 weeks or earlier. I'm not sure on that, that, but anyway, there are observations regarding the higher vaccination rates among white and Native Americans. Um, when compared to other ethnic groups, some professionals express concerns about the potential links between COVID vaccinations and maternal and infant health. There you go. Maybe it's the darn vaccine. I'm sure you all thought it as soon as you read the headline. Maybe it is that, huh? I mean, if your mother has vaccination induced AIDS and you're born, do you think you have a good immune system? No. And I thought, you know what? I wonder what CNN is saying about this stuff, right? So I went to CNN.com and I went to their health page and they had the same headline. They said that U.S. infant mortality rate rises for the first time in more than 20 years. And I thought, wow, CNN, you're going to say it. The vaccine was terrible. You're going to say it. And then I read it. And then I read it. CNN wrote, According to a report released Wednesday by the National Center of Health Statistics, the overall infant mortality rate rose by 3% from 2021 to 2022. The mortality rate for neonatal infants climbed by 3%, while the post-neonatal mortality rate for infants who survived past 28 days rose by 4%. Infant deaths due to maternal complications like preeclampsia or preterm delivery and bacterial sepsis also shot up by 8% and 14% respectively. Sepsis? Huh, sounds like they don't have an immune system. I don't know how common bacterial sepsis is in babies, but that going up tells me there's a big problem. Quote, we live in a country with significant resources, so the, so the infant mortality rate and the increase are shockingly high, wrote Dr. Sandy Chung, the president of the American uh, Academy of Pediatrics, in an email to CNN. As pediatricians who help children grow into healthy adults, uh, she goes on, that this is unacceptable. So they talk about what's the cause, right? Well, CNN wrote... The increase of infant mortality could also be a product of the COVID-19 pandemic, which put a strain on communities and health resources, says Rachel Herdeman, a professor of health and racial equity at the University of Minnesota. The professor of health and racial equity? Why is that the same title? Why is that in the same title? What? Oh, it's because the mom got COVID in 2020. Yeah. Yeah, she had COVID in 2020, she got pregnant in 2021, her baby in 2022, died. What? Oh, it's long COVID. It's long COVID. It's lasting a long time. No. Anyway, they go on, and it's bullshit. Oh, it's probably COVID. Make sure you get vaccinated, everybody. Make sure you get vaccinated to save the babies. God, I hate this fake news. Everywhere. It's just absolutely crazy. And then I was just like, what else does CNN have here? Fake news. The biggest fake news out there probably. Uh, A new turning point. Patients could soon have a new shot to protect them from deadly meningitis. What is meningitis? Meningitis is an acute or chronic inflammation of the protective membrane covering the brain and spinal cord collectively called the meninges, meninges. The most common symptoms are fever, intense headache, vomiting, and neck stiffness with occasional photophobia. That photophobia is sensitivity to light. Well, why might we need meningitis vaccinations now? Maybe it's the same thing that's increasing the infant mortality rate. Maybe it's the vaccinations <clears throat> causing people to get vaccine-induced AIDS and essentially now, oh, you got meningitis, the inflammation. Ah, oh, you got turbo cancer. Oh, your baby can't survive because it has no immune system. And it's probably very taxing on uh, taxing to have a baby, right? It's taxing on the mother, and it's very traumatic for the baby as well, and I'm sure it's a very dangerous thing to happen, but it's also a very uh, amazing thing. Anyway, I'm not taking any jabby-jabbies for anything. So, apparently, I learned this from naturalnews.com. They're a little bit better with their reporting on medicine and health. Uh, in comparison to CNN. We talked to our equity expert, and they said that you really should uh, get vaccinated, and also, uh, you know, they care about your health and other things too, a lot. Anyway, Natural News said that statins are the most prescribed drug with overhyped benefits and downplayed side effects. We heard this thing on side effects. Josh quotes, I think... uh, doctor doctor artis or some i forget the doctor's name i don't i haven't met him but apparently uh, he says there are no side effects all right drugs have effects statins the most prescribed class of drugs in the world statins have become one of the most controversial interventions in modern medicine Hydro, hydroxy methylglutaryl uh, glutaryl coenzyme a-reductase, H-M-G-C-O-A, <laughs> inhibitors, have also been uh, have been considered safe and effective for 20 years. Safe and effective. Yet doctors often overhype the benefits and downplay the side effects. There are six statin drugs available on the market today. Vastatin, Adorvastatin, Rosuvastatin, Pravastatin, simvastatin and fluvastatin these drugs work by lowering by lowering low density lipoprotein cholesterol ldlc levels by approximately 20 to 50% they also lower triglyceride levels by 10 to 20% and cause a possible rise in serum high density lipoprotein cholesterol hdlc levels by 5 to 10% Studies show that strains lower the risk of cardiovascular events and reduce all-cause mortality by 10% for every one uh, unit reduction in LDLC levels. However, there are several known risks with these drugs, and long-term use pres- uh, poses other life thr- life-threatening risks that may negate their overhyped clinical benefits. Among the many risks include myalgia and... Uh, rhabdomyolysis a new onset type 2 new onset type 2 diabetes and acute kidney injury leading to hospitalization one of the lesser known side effects of statins is rhabdomyolysis while this risk is rare it causes skeletal muscle to break down rapidly leading to muscle pains weakness, vomiting, and confusion that affects one's daily life no kidding oh god a Cochrane review that included nine trials found that 3,551 of 37,939 patients developed symptoms of myalgia, myalgia, 9.4% of them. Incidence of rhabdomyolysis doubled for patients who were in the intensive statin group compared to the less intensive statin group. These Cases of rhabdomyolysis um, can also induce tubular obstructions causing tubular injury and ischemia leading to uh proteinuria and kidney problems. So many problems, cell injury, type two diabetes, acute kidney injuries. This is why I don't uh plan on taking any of these medications, and many people uh have just lived their lives like what? It's on the TV. It should be okay. My doctor said my levels are here and I need to take this medicine, and a pill for every ill, so I've been taking it for 10 years and I can't stop taking it. There are naturopathic doctors and professionals out there that you could talk to that can help you get your health in order and I, I, I encourage you to seek those, that professional help and um, live the healthiest life you can, especially in this, this crazy, crazy world. Oh, terrible. Health related. Let's move on. CNN. Why do I have another CNN article here? Oh, this was interesting. CNN, doc, CNN health. Fake news health, I call it. Heat related heart deaths projected to increase in the U.S., especially among seniors and black adults. You mean like, ah, really? Why? Why seniors and black adults? I understand seniors. Seniors are vulnerable to heat. They always have been, right? Black adults? Why? Black adults living in urban areas are particularly vulnerable. What's the difference between a black adult in an urban area and a black adult in the country? Huh? Huh? Maybe the black adult in an urban area is more liberal or dem and they've taken the jab six times. Maybe that's the difference. I don't know. I'm just speculating. If fossil fuel development continues to expand globally and the world only makes minimal effort to reduce planet warming pollution, there could be 80 days of extreme heat each summer. And the number of heat-related cardiovascular deaths in the U.S. could more than triple to about 5,500 access deaths per year this is all i all i just my mind goes it's all jab it's all jab related that's all it is to me in my head that's where i go these narratives are crazy from these 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 pundits and a couple uh, stories here kind of health related peloton they've really just gotten massive especially after the pandemic well their turnaround plan has faltered As the uh, anti-obesity drug craze soars, apparently a lot of people are relying on a pill for every ill. I'm fat. I want to be skinny. Well, here's a pill brought to you by Big Pharma. And just for a low cost of, you know, whatever, you could be, you you can have your dream body. You won't even need your Peloton. You just take this pill in the morning and drink it with your, drink it with your, um, whatever. I don't know. Yeah, so so many people are taking pills, at least according to Peloton, that the market for these weight loss drugs. What the heck? That was weird. I think it's haunted. That was weird. Something something happened. Stuff is moving on its own. That was weird. Anyway, they blame the they blame people taking obesity drugs. Maybe it's true. And which is horrible. Uh yeah, you know what, there's not one single thing, you can't just have a pill, okay that's going to solve all your problems your problems have a very dynamic source, okay if you're unhealthy it's not because of one single thing if you're overweight it's not because of one thing there are endless things contributing to it Maybe some things more than others, but there's not one single solution is what I'm saying. One pill is not going to solve all your issues. I don't care what that issue is. Is there a pill that solves an issue without side effects or without causing other issues? Is there? Has a pill ever actually solved something? I mean, I guess it depends what you put in that pill. There are remarkable uh, natural things out there. Uh, but and And in cases, I will say this. In cases where uh, you're about to die, and like like extreme cases of sepsis and these kinds of things, I don't know if there's any other solution be- besides like very strong antibiotics and pharmaceuticals and procedures. And some of these things actually do save lives. Where otherwise, like there's nothing really you can do in very extreme cases. I think that that there is a good pharmaceutical place for and, uh, but most of it. I think we could probably go without personally, but I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a doctor. Anyway, guys, uh, make sure you stay hydrated. Take your electrolytes. Go for a walk. Walking is one of the best things you could do. I'm going to go for a walk here this afternoon and I hope you do too. Uh, actually it's raining like crazy, but I do, I could just put on my rain stuff and go just get back and get warm. But anyway, y'all, um, What a crazy world we live in. I went over time, uh, so we got to stop here. There's always more to talk about, which is why we have so many wonderful shows for you guys. Tune in tonight at 5.30 p.m. Pacific time for The Daily Dose, hosted by Joshua Reed. We're going to talk about the unfolding global conspiracy, communism here in America, and more. String the pearls, figure out what's going on, and have a nice little conversation about the wonderful world of Wonderland that we find ourselves in. I need more coffee, so I'm going to go do that. You do what you need to do as well. I hope you have a wonderful day. I'll be back tomorrow morning with more coffee. We'll talk a little bit about news, but I'm trying to have fun. So if you find anything funny on the internet, you can send it over to me. Maybe we'll feature it on tomorrow morning's show of coffee. And I'll try to find you that Putin has gas video, which is hilarious. And I believe it's on, I believe it was made by, I think I know who made it, so I could find it on their YouTube or something. But anyway, everybody take care. God bless and God speed.
3: Either we will get the full cooperation of other governments to stop this menace or we will expose every bribe, every kickback, every payoff and every bit of corruption that is allowing the cartels to preserve their brutal reign and it is
2: indeed brutal. And uh, they call me, I patch game. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's, I, I haven't, look.